Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Do you have any cheese at all? No. What <laughs> a senseless waste of human life. Hello, Cheeseheads. Welcome to another episode of the Cheese Room Podcast. This is Franco, your host for the show. And today we're going to be talking about a magnificent 4-1 victory against Palace. Toffles back on. Joining me to discuss the game, as always, from Vienna. It's the Hello Globetrotter. How are you doing, HG? Uh, I feel like crap because I had the uh, the first COVID jab yesterday, so I've been in bed with a high fever most of the day. But Spurs have uh, changed things a little bit because, yeah, because we won. What did you have, the AstraZeneca or Pfizer? I did have the AstraZeneca. I'm kind of annoyed. I wanted the Pfizer one, but they, I think Austria decided on Friday that AstraZeneca was okay. So, um, But I think the AstraZeneca one is supposed to be worst the first time around. It's too much time out of the country, HG. You've turned soft. That's what it is. Us Brits can handle the old AstraZeneca. British. Talk to Caller. The poor bloke's been, uh, well, I can't remember his words, but he, he had it himself, I think, the day before me. And he said he's been out for the count most of the weekend. So, Weak constitution. Yeah. <laughs> right. Also joining from South London, it's Mr. Paul Muir. How are you doing, Paul? Ethan, I'm very, very well. Another Sunday feeling, feeling really, really good. It's I can get used to this. It's quite good, isn't it? No, no doubt it, it's good because obviously Palace is the stadium is what fifteen minutes from my front door, so I live in quite a, a Palace rich um, yeah. environment. But yeah, but yeah, it's good. It's, it's good. It's good to get that get that get out of the way because I thought well, as we'll talk about it in a minute, I just thought that could have been quite a tricky one. But um, yeah, got it done. It's good. Feels good. Right, let's crack into the game. Um, going as always as we do to the lineup. HG, what did you think? A few surprises, maybe. Well, since we, I think we all assumed that Oreo would be fit, and when he wasn't, I guess it's not a surprise that Doherty would start. Um, Tanganga yeah. seems to have gone from a possible option to suddenly no longer in the, in the squad. But uh, yeah, Doherty was going to start. I, I'm not too upset with Wink starting because I thought, being English, he might be a better fit for a game against Palace, who we know in midfield are pretty strong. <laughs> so what? Being English? Yeah. What <laughs> <laughs> well, because of the AstraZeneca joke? No. Why being English then? Well, because there are some games that I think 
might might be you know we saw the West Ham game when Mourinho first took charge. The midfield yeah. was dire and winks. Like he knew that for a, for a London derby, you might want someone who who understands what it means. And Don Bellay, like obviously he knows, but it's not. I don't think it's that outrageous to put Winks in in a game where you think that the battle will be stronger than um, than maybe Don Belly can handle. Fair enough. Um, and what about seeing Toby actually playing three games in a row? That was a bit of a surprise, wasn't it? Well, I, I don't know where this has come from that he can't play every game. He can. No, it's not that. It's the fact that he hasn't, HG. That's the point. Well, yeah, but he hasn't, but he should. So I'm, I'm not surprised. I mean, I, I guess like, I, it's weird. I want him to play. So when I see him, it doesn't seem... Um, yeah, it, it, it's not news to me. I'm happy that it's Toby plus one. That's it. Yeah, it does seem a very strange thing that all of a sudden you hit 31 years old and and that's it. <laughs> like you can't handle, <laughs> can't handle two games of football. It seems to be the narrative now, isn't it? Bale, Toby, like none of them can play two games. But um, yeah, I mean, I was relatively happy with the team. But Paul, the other thing I guess was was Lucas playing and, and Delhi and, and Dombele. And Dombele probably needs a rest because his fitness has been questionable this, this season. But were you surprised that Delhi didn't get in? Do you think he did enough in the last game? I think Delhi needs, uh, needs a running... Uh, it's going to sound so cliched. I think he needs a couple of games to uh, find his uh, find his form. He's, he's done all right, in my opinion, last couple of games. Mm-hmm. And I, I would have started him today, definitely. Um, not because he scored a, a worldly against them. I think uh, 90 minutes today would have done him... Uh, the world of good because he's obviously shown like uh, some green shoots the last couple of games um, mm. and if, I think with their midfield as well he would have got time and space as well with their four um, which would have really suited him but um, you know Winks you know, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not out in the, I'm not in the Winks out corner or anything like that I mean he's he's got his uh, he's obviously got his detractors out there I think he's I think he's a very good I think he's a very decent player and you know with hindsight Today he, he he did play well for like an hour, sixty five minutes. But um, yeah, it was a surprise to see him in there to start with. I must admit. Then looking at the game itself, um, it was an interesting game. Like <laughs> I don't think I've ever felt at half time so so kind of like nervous and thinking that the game's going in one direction for the second half to start and it going a completely different direction and everything changed. It was it was strange. I mean, but at the same time, the first half I didn't really felt like we were ever in any trouble um, until they scored. So, HG, what do you think about the game today? Because we didn't create a huge amount, but we they, we gave them nothing, did we? No, it certainly helps when uh, teams come to, to come to the stadium and decide to defend, because that's what Palace did. They didn't really have much interest in, certainly in the first half of trying to score. Only once we scored was it was it kind of evident that they that they was even capable of doing it. But yeah, you know, we set off, so it was one of the the first half was weird because it felt like we were only interested in scoring before we scored. And they yeah. were only interested in scoring after we'd scored, um, so it, it it was very much almost attack versus defence for for both sides. It was just it was an odd first half. I, I think we played quite well. We just weren't shooting enough. We were pretty static. Um, mm. we, we, we've seen games like this before, where you know Spurs get most of the ball but don't look like creating much. Sun should have scored the header very early on. Um, but yeah, yeah. outside mm. of that, we didn't really create much until until we scored, and after that, we we went back to not creating much. And to give Palace some credit, Paul, I thought that they did quite well at closing down at times and, and cutting off the sort of passing lanes and stuff. I think if you ask anybody who watches any, any kind of Premier League football, they'll know that Roy and Lewington and his staff, they do. They they are really, really well drilled. Um, they work incredibly hard. Um, Will Voyage in the middle of the park. He's an absolute warrior for that team. Um, he creates, sorry, he gets through so much work. Um 
you knew what you're going to get with uh, when they play four four two. They're going to get basically Benteke out front of his own. Ayu's going to drop back and make a five in midfield, and they're just going to try and make it very very difficult, as you say, closing off the passing lanes. I think at one point you can literally see like all ten of their players within about a 15, 20 meter square mm. uh, area of the pitch. They and they move really really well uh, as a unit, and they yeah they swarm you when they got the ball, and they've got some. They got some really, really, and it's a cliche again, but they got some really hardworking players like Cahill and people like this. Um, and obviously, they 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 can break with people like Eze. But you're right, they 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 did make it very, very difficult uh, mm. for us to like try and get into any kind of like uh, any kind of attacking rhythm. I think is probably the best way of describing it. Yeah, and I thought at times we were a little bit off the base today, HG. But then when we actually did try and close down in the final third, it ended in a goal. Yes, I mean. Uh, I think Lucas did this a couple of times in the first half, but obviously I think it was um, Milivojevic who uh, got caught. And I think Kane, instinctively, I was like, okay, go on and shoot. I thought he was going to cut inside and maybe try with his right foot. But Mm. as he went down the left, um, the angle started to narrow and you thought, well, what's he going to do? But with Bale right there, it was an easy tapping in the end. But I just... When we tried to to do something a bit different, where it wasn't you know like table football, where everyone stands in a line, we looked half decent in the first half. I just felt that there mm. were plenty of times where maybe it was Winks, maybe it was Lucas, maybe it was someone who had the ball and would look kind of further forward, and you saw Bale kind of just standing there and Sun just kind of standing there, and there wasn't a great deal of movement. The movement happened when the ball went wide, and then suddenly. Um, Reguillon would, would bomb down the left and maybe Doherty even down the right. But in the middle, which is where you want the movement, there, there wasn't a great deal. It was, yeah, th- th- that was frustrating to me because I think that's what you need to do when you're playing against a, a side that's really defensive. Mm. Once the goal went in, then, okay, great, there's a different game on. But uh, the first 25 minutes, I, I, I remember thinking, I wish Sun had scored. Because the, <laughs> because the game would have been different and I, I, I could just see it being 90 minutes of side, 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 have a cross, may, maybe we'll have a chance, a half chance. But I didn't see us creating a great deal. So I'm pretty happy that it was um, Lucas and, and his work rate that made it possible. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, frustrating, I think, Paul, is that, okay, we ended that half with something about 61, 62% of the possession. But in the final 10 minutes of that half, it was the other way around. Palace had it. And it's we just seemed to drop off in games at times and I don't know whether it's an instruction or not but in those final five minutes leading up to the Palace goal there was a moment where it was just the defence passing it to Hoybier getting it straight back then then passing it to Hoybier going to another one of the defenders and then they give it to Winks and he'd give it straight back and in the end we just end up lumping it and I just don't understand that like, there was no ambition from either of those two to turn and find a pass to try and maybe put it out wide do anything it was just a case of like right let's just waste some time in the end, we just seem to sort of allow Palace to have a little bit more possession in our half. And that obviously, in the end, led to the goal. Mm. Why do we do it? <laughs> I just don't get it. Why do we do it? It'd be nice to know if that's an instruction from the sideline or it's somebody, a senior player, maybe but maybe even Toby, just saying, like, let's hold what we've got. You make a good point mm. about maybe wasting some time. Other people will call it game management. I call it like you call it, wasting time. Mm. I don't know why we do it, Franco. Um, especially when we were knocking it about quite well, um, and when we were playing it forward, we we, we looked half decent at times. You know, though as he yeah. was holding his width on on the right, he was like, as my old PE teacher, shout out to Mister Rich, like get kind of chalk 
on your boots kind of thing and stay wide. <laughs> he, he held, he held. The was as well. Yeah. I mean, we play with, you know, and we, I mean, we were, the fullbacks were like knocking it to each other. Like Reggie was running back post. Doherty was like playing balls across or Bales playing balls across. Um, you know, uh, it was just pinging it from side to side. You know, we looked decent. And then as you say, the final 10 minutes or final seven and a half, eight minutes, it was okay. Let's just, as you say, like knock it about and gen- and, and we lose all forward kind of like ambition and momentum. And as you, as you know, what happens is the ball comes in from a decent cross and um, obviously Sanchez gets quite underneath it. And it's, it's, it's a great header, but you know, if we carried on in the, in the manner that we did for the first 30 to 35 minutes, I doubt we would have conceded. Yeah, because it just switches, though, doesn't it? Because it switches from from us basically putting them under pressure and them having to hoof it out, long balls to Ayu and Benteke, and then us getting the ball back, and then all of a sudden it just reverses, and it it felt like it was within our power to to affect that. But we just I don't know whether it is like you say game management, <laughs> whatever, but it could yeah. be energy management in a sense. We have got a lot of games coming up, and Hoybier has been played loads, so maybe they just think after thirty minutes legs do start to get a bit tired before the break and they just try and slow things down but I just felt like we let Palace into that situation but the goal it's the goal itself HG what did what did you think um Seb's going to do as a PowerPoint presentation about it tomorrow <laughs> there's an in joke for patrons if you want to know our in jokes patreon.com forward slash achievement podcast um nice. so yeah it's it, the, the blame game between Doherty and, and Sanchez I'm not really sure I mean Sanchez definitely was standing next to Benteke wandered off as the ball came in and and then Benteke was sort of free for a header, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. I don't, I don't want to take too much away from um, from Seb Bielsa, but uh, yeah, like, it, it was it, it was a it was a stupid goal. Like I understand the idea of wanting to conserve energy, but at some point you have to close the ball down, so you may as well yeah. do it fifty yards from your own goal instead of fifteen. I, yeah. th- that that's the bit that gets to me. Is like, yes, I understand you might want to let's retreat, let's conserve a bit of energy, but if you're not going to close the ball down. Let's be honest. The Palace goal was—I mean, I say—I want to say well worked. No, it was worked. Right? They got mm. the ball out wide. He had lots of time to ping out across, and Benteke was all by himself. Like there, there was no massive amounts of skill. If you put the ball in an area where a guy who's what six four, six five can head the ball, we know he can do it. It just seemed really dumb that we were going to allow um, mm. allow them to play to their strengths. So, I, I yeah, like. I, I do think that Sanchez is probably more culpable. I know what Seb would, would be saying about how he was trying to cover the space behind Doherty, but no, like Sanchez, Benteke was his man and he just let him drift off him. It's, it's great. It's great centre forward play, but there's no way Toby can get around the back and Sanchez can, kind of turns around and, oh, the ball's in the net. Like, I have to admit, I thought that our response to the ball going in was also kind of like, oh, like there, 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 there was no anger. Yeah. Like the ball no, just kind of fell to right. Toby. He picked it up. We started, we walked back to the center circle and I'm like, you've just conceded a goal. You've, you've done well for the most of the first half, but there didn't seem to be much annoyance that we'd conceded. Yeah. And, and that, that kind of got to me. I, I understand what you said before, Franco, about, um, you know, feeling at halftime that this, this is going to go one way. Um, Cause I think we all felt that, that in those 10 minutes before halftime, we allowed Crystal Palace to, to get some confidence and to play further up the pitch. And mm. there's no reason that we should ever be doing that. No, I agree. But I think it was then at halftime, there was like, Sahar's coming on second half and everyone was like, oh, ominous. Now they're going to start attacking us. Massively uh, overrated. I can say that. <laughs> Massively overrated. Who's overrated? Just. Zaha. Zaha. 
He just um, the one thing that Zaha did today that he always does is sulk. That's what I'd say. Yep. Um, but let's talk about it because second half it did feel like maybe things weren't going to go away. And literally, I nearly missed the goal. I think I was doing something, <laughs> but came back and, and and about thirty seconds later we scored. But it was, it, what a great response in that sense, Paul, wasn't it? We just got straight back into the game, and and again Kane involved in another. I think was he involved in all the goals tonight? He was involved in all the goals. Yeah, we started really well. More had a really positive run. Uh, Riedewald took him down, and um, he got a yellow for it. Um, just after the, the beginning of the second half. So we started we started really well. That goal, if Man City had done it or Liverpool last season, or mm. somebody you know, somebody that the, the I'm not gonna say the pundits love, but if they were a little bit more in the favour of the media than, than Tottenham, um, they'd be raging about it. It it was beautiful that goal. It was it was a really, really, really well worked goal. I love I love Yeah, that. and a great great cross from Reggie. It does make a yeah. difference having him in the side today. And I thought I'd give him a quick shout out just because I think his pace and his willingness to get forward and, and run at um their fullback as well. Said it last week, he gives you an outball, doesn't he? He's he's always like you look up, it's not gonna be Davis crossing the halfway line. You know, Reggie yeah. is in space and um you know, Son drifts inside or drip yeah. Allows him to the overlap. The ball is always on, and he can deliver a nice ball, even with yeah. his right, even with his right foot. If he cuts back inside, he can deliver yeah. a nice ball. Yeah, it was a good cross. You're right. And yeah, and then the great cushion header from from Kane and um, yeah, yeah, the finish. But then very quickly after, it's, it's just like the thing is, Kane's been not getting grief, but a few people have been saying, oh, Kane's not been on top form recently, and then today he just shows you exactly what he can do, doesn't he? HG like. Just the technique, like no, there must be a, like, a handful of players in the world that would even attempt that. Yeah, there's not too many. I mean, to be honest, I think we were all a bit surprised when he even took the shot on because it it didn't seem on. Like you, you see him um, receiving the ball from Doherty, and you think, okay, well the cross is on for sure. But I don't think anyone expected him to to whip it into the top corner in the way that he did. It mm. was a brilliant goal from a brilliant player who somehow mm. is still underrated. This is what I don't get. Um, there was a thing during the rounds in the week after Haaland scored and he'd got like, what, 100 goals in 146 senior games or whatever and it had Mbappe and Ronaldo and Lewandowski and it didn't have Kane on it. And why not? Because Kane had done it quicker than Haaland. That's, I mean, he's just incredible. He is the best striker I will probably ever see at Spurs. Right? I'm, I'm too young to know Greaves. I can't imagine someone being as good as Kane is. Left foot, right foot, headers, passing, um, and, you know, clearing the ball off his own line at one point in today's game. Mm-hmm. He is absolutely incredible. And yeah, I mean, we, we won't score many goals better than that. It, it was lovely kind of one-touch football as well, but um, for Kane to just do what he did, um, yeah, I think everyone was just you know, mouth agape and going, wow. Whenever you see, whenever you see stills of like Beckham taking a free kick, his standing foot and the shape of his striking foot and his body shape, Kane had that today to whip that ball in. The standing, the standing foot was right next to the ball at point of impact. Mm. The technique and the body shape, honestly, it was it was absolutely textbook. And he, the ball came. It was a lovely in, uh, cushion ball from Doherty, who played really well today, I think. And then just like. Absolutely no hesitation. Whipped it out corner of the corner of the box. Pass guy to who's not who's not a bad keeper. The, the technique, Franco was. The, it'll be freeze frames in all in the media tomorrow. It'll be like that. Will be the freeze frame of like him whipping that in with a body shape and as I've explained, 
beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. Uh, so then the fourth goal, Lamella, I'm sorry, HG. Today he came on and he was he was good again, wasn't he? I know you actually no, you'll be happy. Come on, you'll be magnanimous in this. Um, and it was a nice chip ball, wasn't it? And then a great understanding between Son, uh, Son and Kane and they break, they break the record today? Yes, they did. I think they broke they it. Did. It was Shearer yeah, and Sutton... And yeah. they'd equaled it, but that that goal broke the record. Look, I give Lamella credit when he when he deserves it, and that was a that was a lovely ball over the top. To, uh, I'm actually surprised that Sun tried to square it. I thought he'd try and volley it in the corner. Um, maybe he did try. Who knows? But uh, no, like I, I think from the camera angle, we could all see the ball was on. Right? Yeah. I mean, like where where we were, yeah. we're behind Lamella. You can see Sun's at the far post. There'd been a few occasions, I think, where where those balls had been on, and I mean, the camera angle really does help. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah. It, it was we, we made it look simple, and it's not simple. Like you know, Crystal Palace are a decent team. Um, then they're not great at scoring goals, but they don't concede that many. And so for us to score four, it, it's a really good performance. Yeah. No. It's, I mean, what's that? Yeah, three games in a row at home. That's uh-huh. good. Four goals. Now. Four goals. Yeah, yeah. That good ball from Lamella was lovely. The backspin on it. He just and uh, I thought, as HG alluded to there, I thought it, I thought um, someone was going to try to take it across the keeper into the far part, into the far corner. I thought I thought I thought he was going to try and do, but um, no, it was uh, that. Yeah, Lamella come on and again off the off the bench. Uh, kept up the kept up the good work. Uh, also, kind of like dovetailed quite nicely with. Lucas a few, a few times um, and mm. there's a lovely little bit of close skill he did on the byline in front of Jose and Jal he kind of did the rollover and he whipped it past a couple yeah. of players and everyone's going mad um, including me um, I, <laughs> I, I, I love all that stuff I mean I'm, I'm, I'm yeah I know he's got his faults but it's good to see stuff like that from him and that ball yeah as you say was uh, was beautiful the great thing is is that right now we do, we, we've got eight Attacking mid, attacking midfielders and strikers. I mean, Kane and Vinicius and Lucas and Lamella and Delhi and Bergvine. There, there is going to be players that don't get minutes that they probably need, and that's a mm. really good position to be in. It might yeah. suck for the players, but I'm thrilled that we're getting to the business end of the season. And right now, I think we don't have any injuries. That's got yeah. to help when it comes to to making decisions about you know who's going to play which game and what's the best way to to do things i think lamella coming on for 25 minutes or whatever it was today worked really well um he may only do that for the rest of the season but if it works who cares lucas went out to the right i think that everyone understands a little bit more about what we want to do the strength of our squad this year has always been in an attacking sense. So it's really nice to see that we're suddenly deciding, yeah, let, let's let's take it to the opponent and let's see if we can score more than them as opposed to make sure we don't concede fewer than them. It was nice to see Steven, Steven Bergwijn on the bench. I know during the week, didn't he just delete a lot of stuff off of Instagram and stuff about Spurs? But it was good to see him on the, on the bench today because um, he's been left out the last couple of games. So. I think he's just de- deleting this season from memory. That's what it is, from digital memory. Cause he's, really? <laughs> no, who knows? I don't know. It's an odd one, wasn't it? There's a few rumours flying around, but yeah, to see yeah. him on the bench. It was good to see him on the bench. It was good, yeah. I did kind of want to see him come on, but I don't know. There always seems to be one with Josie, doesn't there? Always seems to be one. Yep. I, th- I think it, like, if we have five subs, we see them all, right? It still annoys me that we don't because yeah. th- this is no different than what we saw at the end of last season. Every team is playing twice a week, three times a week. Th- there's no excuse for it not to happen. And yeah, for players that they, they do need the chance to express themselves, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Bergwijn starts um, against Zagreb in midweek. I mm-hmm. don't, I don't think he probably should, but 
we, we know that he's a good player. We know that they're capable. I, I don't think anyone looks at our um, attacking eight and thinks, well, yeah, that, that they're not good enough to do what we need from them to do. Sure, when it gets to quarterfinals and semifinals, then maybe it's going to be Sun and Kane playing most of the games. But until then, why not? What, that's why you have a deep squad. Yeah, no, agreed. It was a strange game today because there was there was moments where I thought, oh, the same old mistakes, same old things like Lucas giving the ball away, you know, running into players, things like that. Um, Doherty just being a bit rubbish at times. But then at other times, they, they both had really important impacts on the game. And Hoybier, I was watching him today and he gave, his passing was, was pretty bad. But then some of his defensive work was absolutely crucial. Um, but do you think... Um, Paul, that he maybe needs a bit of a rest because we're just slogging him, aren't we? And I, I imagine he'll need to play again in midweek. I wouldn't play him um, in Europa uh, this week. He does look tired to me. Um, it's been well documented mm. that he's played every premiership minute. Um, yeah, he's so important to us. It doesn't matter who the centre-backs are. If Hoiberg is in front of them, I don't feel too bad, even if, if it's mm. dire and... And Rodon, for example, or something. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't really feel that bad if Hoybier, because I know he's defensively, he's absolutely superb. Um, I thought, yeah, he under hit a few passes today, um, but he did obviously cover off uh, quite, uh, quite a few kind of um, could have been quite nasty, uh, not nasty, could have been quite uh, difficult kind of um, attacks from Palace. But I, I hear what you're saying. Um, he does look, he does look knackered. I'd, I'd try and, I'd. If I could, I'd, I'd give him the Europa, Europa this week off and then have him back next week for the very important uh, scum game. The weird thing about today's game is that we won 4-1 and we barely left, what, third gear? I mean, we, we weren't we weren't pushing ourselves too much. We, mm. uh, yeah, like it was four goals from, what, five shots? I, I, we, we didn't seem to trouble the goalkeeper too much apart from put it in the net. Um, yeah. And so, like, m- maybe we did play within ourselves a little bit the thing with Hoybjerg is that I think he's going to start in midweek. Uh, you're right. Like yeah. he, at some point, he's going to need a break, um, or he's yeah. going to break down. I think that's that that has to happen. But yeah, let's let's hope that he can manage the minutes a bit better. Maybe he'll play an hour. Let's try and get the the first leg out of sight in the first hour on on uh, on Thursday night and, and go from there. If we can do that, if we can win by what two or three goals without conceding. Um, even if we do concede, but if we can do that, then there's a chance that Hoiberg won't play all of the game because he's going to play all the game against Arsenal. We know that, so mm-hmm. it, we, we've got to find a way of of managing the squad. I've said before that I think Sissoko and Dombele work quite well together. Um, Hoiberg and Winks work quite well together. I, I mean, Winks obviously wasn't spectacular today, but no one was awful. It was just it was just a, a comfortable game for Spurs. But I think if Sissoko and Dombele start against Dinamo. We, we really shouldn't have too much complaints because he, yeah, give Hoiberg a, a bit of a rest. Yeah, agreed. And also Bale, he's, um, he had a really good game today. Not just the, the goals, but also just his general play. I thought he was really on it today. He was running at players, his passing, his touch, everything about it. He looked like the elite level player that we thought we'd got. Um, maybe just a little bit sort of off the pace still, not quite a hundred percent. Um, but, it's a, it's a good problem to have now, isn't it? We've got plenty of options in those attacking positions, like HG said. And um, it's good to see him sort of getting back into form, isn't it, Paul? It is. It's taken a while. Um, and I've been quite a vocal critic of how long it's taken him. Um, watching his um, his post-match interview 
um, on Sky saying that you know he's not a 21 year old anymore. Um, you know he's obviously yeah, obviously you know when you're that explosive an athlete when he was that young, that is going to be your first thing that's going to go. You know your explosiveness because yeah. it's such a stress on the body. Unfortunately, Soonish jumps on that and well, Soonish does what he does. But um, <laughs> yeah, Bale is beginning to look like somebody who is at elite level by the way he just like holds himself and the way he moves and the way that he commands like the ball and some of that left field uh crossfield stuff today sorry left foot crossfield stuff today was 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 wonderful i thought van anholt yeah. did well in the first 10 minutes he got out there quite quickly um i said before that doherty was like hugging the touchline giving width as well but then once but like after 10 12 15 minutes yeah van anholt was on toast Bale was just going past him time and time again, cutting inside. And um, yeah, he's looking good, Franco. He's looking good. And he's, he's yeah, he, he could be, he could be very important. I don't think he's going to play. And I, I wouldn't start him midweek. I'd, I'd, I'd try and keep him in reserve. And then I would start him next weekend, definitely against that lot, without a doubt. Yeah, I think you're right. There's just moments as well. I think Kane played a crossfield ball to him and Bale had to run onto it, but then he just brought it down perfectly, sticking, you know, sticking his left leg out. And the next touch he took, he took it, pulled it back, took on Van Arhan, I guess it was, and then put in the ball to Reggie when Reggie Lee scored. And it's just mm. little bits like that where he's really on it, whilst I think when he first joined in those first few games, it just looked like he was nowhere near that sort of form. And it's um, it's really promising the fact the business end of the season, like you say, all yeah. of our players are sort of starting to come back and looking looking good. I mean, there are some players who play football and they make it look easy, right? This is mm. top level football, mm. the best players mm. in the world, and they stand out because they make it look easy. Um, to be fair, the the Palace player Eze is one of them too. Like when he, when he's got the ball at his feet, it looks like it, he was born to be a footballer. Not all mm-hmm. footballers can say that. A lot of them are uh, maybe athletes first with decent control, but there are some players that when the ball's at their feet, all they're doing is looking up. They don't have to worry where the ball is because they know they have it under control. And so when Bale gets like that. Um, we, we, we've got a real talent. I, I think people are being a bit harsh on Bale when they're saying that you know he's he's got one eye on retirement um, because obviously his contract runs out when he's 33 and it doesn't look like he's that bothered about maybe getting a new one. But he's been playing you know decent level football since he was 16. So yeah. apart from a few, I mean, obviously a couple of bad injuries at Spurs, but really he's been playing constant top level football for a very long time and. What, why not? When you're earning 600 grand a week, why not retire at 33 and, and, and enjoy what you've done? I, I, don't, I don't understand why it's so weird for someone who, who, uh, who, who feels the way that he, he seems to. Mm. Just, yeah, rest it, just rest him during the week and let him just rip Tierney apart next weekend. <laughs> just watch it. Just watch it. Tierney isn't going to know what left and right is. You know, it, but Bale will get will understand what that game means and what it means for us on this little run at the moment. And I'd keep him fresh. I, w- I would, unless it goes absolutely south in a bad way during the week, mm. then don't play him. Don't play him. And then play him and then just keep him in reserve, keep him kind of ticking over sharp and then just like unleash him against Arsenal. And just, I, th- I think, you know, He's he, he's he's the, the, there's a there is a real big performance coming. You can you can see it. You can see the confidence building. Yeah, you, you hear it in his voice when he talks in in, in interviews. Yeah, he, he he's getting to somewhere where he can do some real damage. And oh god, wouldn't it be nice if he could do that next weekend? 
I mean, do you, do you remember his his last season at Spurs when he scored all those goals from outside the box? Yeah. Right. And we're talking 25, 30 yards, free kicks. He's not done yeah. that for us yet this season. Not it's yet. been headers and it's yeah. been simple side foot finishes. There, there's been nothing, I don't want to say extraordinary, but the, the ba- like that bail is still to be seen. And so the, when he does decide to wind one up and he finds the bottom corner, which he's done so many times in his career, yeah, it's nice to know that there is another level out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he could potentially terrorise Arsenal next weekend. Uh, their um, their form is just so indifferent still, isn't it? And yeah. it's not as bad as Liverpool's, though. I'm just looking at the table now. We're in sixth. It's, it's getting so much tighter. Well, you, you called it a couple of weeks ago. You just, you, on the pod with me and, and HG, you just said a, a, a run. You were absolutely right. And um, it's, yeah, was it six games in 18 days we, we talked about? And you know, if we put a little run in together now, as you know, Liverpool are going south. Yeah, it looks like Leicester are having a little stumble at the moment as well. And and Chelsea, yeah, looks pretty decent for Chelsea at the moment. Well, I mean, we, you're right, Franco. It's that West Ham game. The West Ham game is is so frustrating because we, we could have definitely won that game. I feel like yeah. if we'd have played in any in a, like like we have done the last two, I think we could have won that, and we would have been on what 48. So we would have been in fourth, a, a play a point above Chelsea. We would have had a game in hand against Leicester, so we would have really been like two points behind Leicester in third, which is incredible. Really, it's, it's such a short space of time, but it's just all these teams seem to be really struggling. So we just need to we need to continue it. What what it is is that like the the games that we've lost recently are going to haunt us because it's not just the West Ham game. We lost to Liverpool and we lost to Chelsea. Had we got points in those games, then yeah. obviously it gives us a few extra, but it takes some away from them. That's the crazy bit. Like, I feel like the the games that we really shouldn't have lost. Like, uh, I, I know that when the the Chelsea game happened, we were all thinking we need the three points because we've got to try and close the gap. But obviously, mm. now you look at it and you think, if only we hadn't lost. If if only mm. we'd got a point because it is mm. so tight at the top now. We're what two points behind Chelsea. Same amount of games played. They play tomorrow night against Everton, who are between us. Everton. Yeah. I mean, we've got to play them. Um, at their ground so that's one of our big games left but it's it's so tight and you just never know like I always think that you need to win half your league games to have a chance right so if it's if it's nine, if it's uh, 38 league games you need to win at least 19 to have a chance to top four um, if we win our next game against Arsenal we'll, we'll have won 14 out of 28 so we're we're on our way and I think that we've, we've got maybe some some easier games left so we have to be hopeful but uh yeah, it's going to be so tight. It's going to come to the last game, isn't it? You know, Leicester away, yeah. almost certainly. It will be the last game for Leicester. I mean, if you looked at Man U playing Palace during the week, they were awful. Palace. Oh, sorry, Man U. You know, that game in midweek. And then see them today against, um, you know, a below-par City team, but they worked really, really hard and they, they, they played well in patches. It's just like, it's literally from game to game. Like, that got, that teams kind of like, you know, thinking they're going to win, they don't win. And, and it's, it's been a very, very weird season. So, yeah, don't count us out. Absolutely, don't count us out. We're, we're, you know, mm. we're, 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 we'll no. be there or thereabouts. I'm, I'm now changing my tune. I'm, I'm now becoming. To, I'm coming into the Franco camp. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I, we'll, we'll be there or thereabouts. If, if we beat Arsenal, which I said on the pod, I wasn't too sure we were going to. If we beat them, it's on like Donkey Kong. It is. It's on. It's on. Yeah, definitely. I like how we're we're discussing the idea of playing Arsenal away, right? Where we've won once in what almost thirty years, yeah. And thinking, yeah, we can do this. But like, we know we can. 
but this is Arsenal. Like they, they do show up for this game. It's almost like West Ham in their cup final. So mm. yeah, like I'm, I'm nervous. Like I'm always nervous when we play Arsenal, especially at their ground, because you expect them to, to perform. I mean, even Mustafi scored against us one time. That's how mm. bad it can get. But yeah, like we've got the, the Dinamo game at home. Okay. Should be a nice little tune up, but yeah, Arsenal away. And then the following week, Villa away. They're, they're, they're two massive games for Spurs. If we win mm. both of them, we, we are in a very good position, but uh, yeah. we've done well to win the games that we have this week. So we, we've put ourselves in a position that the Arsenal game suddenly um, means a lot more to us than it does to them. And we just need to take advantage. Yeah. I mean, I do, I do think with these Derby games, the lack of crowd does take a lot away from it in terms of, you know, I, I don't fear going to Arsenal anywhere near as much as you would do with a crowd. I just wouldn't. Um, I mean, you look at Liverpool. <laughs> Yeah. Was well, it their worst home record now in the last five games yeah. since like ever since forever? I think ever, ever. ever. Like, six, <laughs> six home defeats in a row. They 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 won their first seven home games. Um, the last one, of course, was us, and then they drew two, and they've lost the last six. I mean, of the twenty eight games they've had, they've played more games than us, but they've played fifteen at home. Yeah. So y- you look at Liverpool and you think they are not going to be in the race for top four. They're just not. They've got lots of away games. Their focus is clearly going to be the Champions League. I think we saw that from the from the lineup they had today anyway. It wasn't anywhere near mm, the best team that they right. could have played. So it, it's nice to know that that, um, that they're not going to be part of it. But then it's frustrating to know that they beat us twice. How? Yeah, exactly. Right? Again, exactly. like well, just if, if that last minute goal hadn't gone in or if we'd got a point at home, things would yeah. be so much better. If, if, if. Oh, I really hope you're you're wrong, HG. And at the end of the season, we're not sitting there with like one point off top four or something like that. Oh no! Don't. Sorry, we're going to win. We're going nice to gonna win the Europa League anyway, so it's fine. We'll get there. Yeah, we have to say our goal difference is pretty good. I mean, it's yeah, exactly. eighteen. It's the third best in the division now, so it might come down to that. I mean, like right, that Leicester game on the last day really does loom um, because Leicester seemed to they got a decent win at Brighton, but otherwise they've dropped a lot of points. Um, I don't know. Like, if you look at it, the table right now, it's going to be Man City, Man United, and Leicester will stay there. And then there's a, a, a three or four way um, race for that final spot. But yeah, are, are Leicester going to drop again? That, that's the thing. Yeah, could well be. Right, just time to mention footballprizes.co.uk. This week, it's uh, the green kit, Tangi Ndombele signed shirt, um, which is Four ninety five, ninety nine tickets, and don't forget with the discount code ten cheese, you get a ten percent discount. Uh, that closes Monday the eighth of March at seven thirty p.m. There's only a few tickets remaining, so get in there if you want your signed Undombele shirt. Right, and also don't forget if you want to join our Patreon. <laughs> it was quite interesting this week. One of the guys said that the reason <laughs> he likes the match chat, match chat, is because it's a safe space to give your opinion without people calling you all sorts of expletives, which is basically common <laughs> on uh, most social media platforms. So it is come and join our safe space to come and talk about Spurs, even if you say like ridiculous stuff like the caller and Seb do. We don't get any abuse for it. <laughs> Right, as always, HG, thanks for joining. Hope your um, arm doesn't drop off and you feel better tomorrow. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously I won't feel better tomorrow. I'll take tomorrow off. But uh, yeah, it will... Uh, it, 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 them's the rules. I'm allowed to do it. Um, so yeah, like I, I, I hope to be fine pretty soon and uh, back to my lovely job. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Mr. Muir, thanks for joining, as always. Always. No, thanks for having me back on. 
Okay, Chief says, don't forget to sign up to all of our social media channels. Facebook's been smashing it this week. I think we have we just done 18,000? Yeah, 18,000 likes, almost 19,000 followers. So please follow us because uh, every little helps. Exactly. And it, sadly, it was a Pochettino post that was our most popular this week. <laughs> <laughs> None of our current players. No, botch. But, you know, we miss him. Right, well, <laughs> <laughs> said under your breath, but oh, we, we we miss him. <laughs> I just yeah, I just don't want to talk about it, innit? <laughs> like everyone else does. Um, so yeah, stay up to all of our social medias, especially our YouTube as well. Get on there and please like, comment, all that stuff. It really helps with the algorithms. Um, and until next time, come on, you Spurs! Come on, you Spurs! Come on, you Spurs! Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.